1: you're listening to the Dustin gold standard on pain.tv ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the Dustin gold standard my name is Dustin Gold. And you are listening to pain TV slash gold all right folks so that was it just quick preview to smart polls so you know what you're seeing you don't have to freak out ladies and gentlemen they're here that 's what it is they're building the prison planet system around you and they aren't doing it we are doing it I mean i'm sure in your life you probably could find someone who goes out and installs these things. On behalf of some cable company, maybe he works for Department of Transportation or something, Department of Public Utilities with the city, and they're installing these things, or they're a contractor, or they are a uh, some kind of um you know blue collar worker that works for a contractor for the city they're going up all over the place uh we'll eventually figure out how many are out there but that's what you're seeing and when you're going down the highways and you're seeing all the new lights all those have this new technology as well all right right now uh i'm just going to cover this quickly because several people wrote me about smart dust not smart dust in just smart dust d-u-s-t dust and uh, i will cover this in depth as well in the future i have some good videos on smart dust that i'm going to show you but uh i don't i don't want to veer off the course of finishing up industrial society and its future i'm going to do that tomorrow but i just want to put this in there because you're asking and i'm trying to answer folks as uh, stuff comes in and this is an article at forbes.com from september Uh, 2018 and this one will come up if you google smart dust this is going to be one of the first articles that you're going to find so i'll cover this quickly i'm not going to go in depth on it again just introducing you to this so you know it's not a conspiracy theory it's real when you hear people talking about this this is real it says right here imagine a world where wireless devices are as small as a grain of salt these miniaturized devices have sensors, cameras, and communication mechanisms to transmit the data they collect back to a base in order to process. Today, you no longer have to imagine it. Micro electromechanical systems, MEMS, MEMS, often called motes, are real. And they very well could be coming to a neighborhood near you, whether this fact excites or strikes fear in you it's good to know what it's all about again this is why i try to introduce you to this stuff so you're aware of it uh what can smart dust do outfitted with miniature sensors mems can detect everything from light to vibrations to temperature With an incredible amount of power packed into its small size, MEMS combines sensing, an autonomous power supply, computing, and wireless communication in a space that is typically only a few millimeters in volume. With such a small size, these devices can stay suspended in an environment just like a particle of dust. They can, one, collect data including acceleration, stress, pressure, humidity, sound, and more from sensors. Two, process the data with what amounts to an onboard computer system. Three, store the data in memory. And four, wirelessly communicate the data to the cloud, a base, or other MEMS. It goes on to say here, folks, 3D printing on the micro scale since the components that make up these devices are 3D printed as one piece on a commercially available 3D printer, an incredible amount of complexity can be handled, and some previous manufacturing barriers that restricted how small you could make things were overcome. The optical lenses that are created for these miniature sensors can achieve the finest quality images. All right. So, again, this is very real, folks. goes on to say, practical applications of smart dust. The potential of smart dust to collect information about any environment in incredible detail could impact plenty of things in a variety of industries from safety to compliance to productivity. It's like multiplying the Internet of Things technology millions or billions of times over. Here are just some of the ways it might be used. Now, we've covered the Internet of Things here Uh, In great detail, you probably want to go back and listen to that show if you have not done so. So let's look at some of the ways that they might uh, use smart dust. One, monitor crops in an unprecedented scale to determine watering, fertilization, and pest control needs. Of course, they're going to put all these things that you would say, well, how could we not live without that? Folks, this is prison planet technology. This is building the free-range prison. Remember, these guys at the top want to control everything. Technology is designed to enslave humanity and destroy human freedom. That is its sole purpose. Whether the folks at the top are doing that intentionally or not, this is the only logical conclusion as to where technology goes. The enslavement of humanity and the complete and total annihilation of human freedom. Number two, monitor equipment to facilitate more timely maintenance. Number three, identify weaknesses in corrosion prior to a system failure. Number four, enable wireless monitoring of people and products for security purposes, okay? Because you're the prisoner, right? Did you see that? You're the prisoner, folks. Five, measuring anything that can be measured nearly anywhere. Number six, enhance inventory control with MEMS to track products from manufacturing facility shelves to boxes to pallets to shipping vessels to trucks to retail shelves. Number seven, possible applications for the healthcare industry are immense from diagnostic procedures without surgery to monitoring devices that help people with disabilities interact with tools that help them live independently. Oh, how could you argue with that? You're evil and you hate grandma if you don't agree with smart dust. Number eight, researchers at UC Berkeley published a paper about the potential for neural dust, an implantable system to be sprinkled on the human brain to provide feedback about brain functionality. Shall I repeat that for you? Researchers at University of California, Berkeley, published a paper about the potential for neural dust, an implantable system, to be sprinkled on the human brain to provide feedback about brain functionality. And we're going to get into brain functionality in the next segment it says disadvantages of smart dust there are still plenty of concerns with wide-scale adoption of smart dust that need to be sorted out here are a few disadvantages of smart dust of course privacy concerns oh yeah but don't worry they always find a way to get around that you'll see that in the world economic forum video it says many that have reservations about the real world implications of smart dust are concerned about privacy issues since smart dust devices are miniature sensors they can record anything that they are programmed to record since they are so small they are difficult to detect your imagination can run wild regarding the negative privacy implications when smart dust falls into the wrong hands the wrong hands the wrong hands are the people that are creating it The guys that invented it, the people that thought it up, the innovators, the technologists, the technocrats, the transhumanists, they are the bad actors, ladies and gentlemen. The people that dream this stuff up and create it and bring it to life are the bad actors. There is no hacker under a bed in his mom's basement in North Korea that's the bad guy. It is your government. It is Silicon Valley. It is the people that sit at the top of the food chain. It's the bankers who fund this. It's the folks who want to control the natural world because they want to play God. That's the wrong hands, folks. It doesn't need to fall into any other hands than the very hands that it's already in. Control. Once billions of smart dust devices are deployed over an area, it would be difficult to retrieve or capture them if necessary. Given how small they are, it would be challenging to detect them if you weren't made aware of their presence. The volume of smart dust that could be engaged by a rogue individual, company, or government to do harm would make it challenging for the authorities to control if necessary. The authorities are the ones that are releasing this stuff into the wild. It's The authorities who you have to be afraid of. It's the authorities who are your enemy. Let's continue. Cost. As with any new technology, the cost to implement a smart dust system that includes the satellites and other elements required for full implementation is high. Until costs come down, it will be technology out of reach for many. Well, you know who will be able to afford to reach it? The government, the state the technocracy that's who's going to deploy it and they'll probably do it under the guise of one of their private sector partners which is pretty much every single publicly traded company at this point point. and they need a satellite system to run this well gee what do you think in part starlink is doing elon musk government front company run out of spacex the article goes on to say what should you do to prepare i don't know run for cover folks run for cover That's my suggestion. It says the entities who have led the development of smart dust technology since 1992 and large corporations such as General Electric, Cargill, IBM, Cisco Systems, and more who invested in research for smart dust and viable applications believe this technology will be disruptive to economies and our world. Yeah, folks, all government front companies. It goes on to say... At the moment, many of the applications for smart dust are still in the concept stage. In fact, Gardner listed smart dust technology for the first time in its Gardner hype cycle in 2016. While the technology has forward momentum, there's still quite a bit to resolve before you will see it impacting your organization. So chill out. Everything's fine until it's not goes on to say, however, it's important to pay attention to its trajectory of growth because it's no longer the fodder of science fiction. We might not know when it will be progress to the point of wide-scale adoption, but we certainly know it's a question of when, rather than than if. Again, folks, this is Forbes.com written in 2018. Now, there's plenty of information out there on SmartDust, plenty of videos of scientists and technologists talking about it, not people like me analyzing it, but folks who are actually explaining the technology to other bad actors who want to deploy the technology. Do you not see now smart poles smart dust smartphones smart devices smart cities smart everything folks it is just a free range prison technology is how they are going to monitor everything and control everything from you and me to nature itself down to the last little mosquito that they will inject with a so-called vaccine or graphene oxide or maybe they'll just put wings on one of these MEMs, on one of these pieces of smart dust a smart dust particle and they'll call that a mosquito and it will be flying around monitoring everything ladies and gentlemen welcome to your prison planet does industrial society and its future written in 1995 not sound prophetic at this point think about that ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back with the world economic forum discussion on brain transparency get ready to have you're mind blown. My name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard On Payne.tv ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold standard. My name is Dustin Gold. And you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. Folks, you know what I'm working on? I've got um this main camera here over at Payne.tv slash gold is my iPhone 13. Which is why it's nice and crisp. I know the videos get compressed on the pain.tv slash gold site that's to uh, conserve uh, server space for the videos the way Mike Moore and his team, the Young Bucks, do it over there. But I put in another camera over here, and I'm working on putting a seat together for Willie G with a microphone so I could bring him in as the show as a co-host. I think it'd be funny because now he's uh, 10 weeks old, and he makes all kinds of really interesting noises, And I think it would add a little uh, levity to the darkness here, because my mother-in-law is going to be gone in a few weeks, going back to Poland. So my wife works at home also. She works remotely, and our offices are right next to each other. So we're going to have to switch Willie G back and forth. So I think I'm going to put him in this high chair. I'm thinking of doing a gold high chair or something for him. And he can sit here, and when he's giggling and making noises, I could switch over to the camera and uh, work him into the show. I think it's going to be fascinating, folks. Really. He's an interesting little character. I think you guys will like him. He's got a lot of personality, and uh, hopefully he's going to be a rebel. He's going to be a punk rocker, and he's going to rage against the machine, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I'm over at World Economic Forum, weforum.org, and as I said to you, this video this is uh davos am 23 ready for brain transparency and this was published a few days ago january 19th as you know i don't really like to do breaking news stuff but as far as i know this hasn't hit the news okay i don't think many people have covered it because it didn't get posted as far as i could see over at youtube on the world economic forum page so unless you're trolling the World Economic Forum website like Maria Albanese is, you wouldn't have come across this. This says, the promise of neurotechnology to improve lives and to gain insight into the human brain is growing. How can we uphold data privacy and personal freedom as we make strides towards a world of brain transparency? That's actually the question. Let me repeat that. How could we uphold data privacy and personal freedom as we make strides towards a world of brain transparency? The answer is you can't. If you want to preserve, let's forget about data privacy. If you want to preserve privacy and personal freedom, then you have to tear down the technological system. We need to go in reverse. All right, folks. Lucky for you, I downloaded the video. uh, And so I am going to play this for you. It is 30 minutes long, so we're going to work through it. I'm going to try not to interrupt too much. The video speaks for itself. Uh, I have to stop every so often for copyright reasons, but I want to get through this in this episode so we can finish up Industrial Society in its future. But I figured smart pulse, smart dust, and brain transparency... It was good to stick this stuff in here because it makes you appreciate industrial society and its future a little bit more, folks. It puts things back into context because we haven't gotten into a lot of the weirdness of the world we're living in right now in quite a few episodes and sometimes i figure hey i gotta stick you with the cattle prod and you gotta see what the bad guys are up to while we're over here trying to talk about solutions and talk about leading an ideological revolution against the technological system this is a reminder of the technological system that you are fighting Don't get used to living in this, folks, because it ends with the engineering of humanity out of existence. And whoever's left, they get to live in a digital slave state. All right, let's play this now.
0: Hello, everybody. I'm Nicholas Thompson. I'm the CEO of The Atlantic, and I will be your moderator today. We are going to have an incredible session. star of the show is Nita Farahani. She's a futurist and legal ethicist at Duke, and she's so smart and so...
1: Okay, let me, let me just pause that because I have to always say this. The futurist stuff is nonsense. That's like Ray Kurzweil, the chief engineer at Google. He's been in and around singularity, really kind of coined that phrase, the merger of man and machine, singularity. And they call him a futurist because he predicted all these new technologies to come out. These people are not futurists, all right? They are not predicting the future technology. They are not predicting the future growth of technocracy they work in the industry all right they work for the bad guys they are part of the technocracy they are not predicting the future they are just telling you what they're doing at work tomorrow so if they sit here and say we predict that in 2025 we're going to put brain chips in 500,000 people and that's their business model and they're gonna do it. They didn't predict anything. They're not a futurist. They're just telling you what they're gonna do tomorrow when they go to work, all right? Let's make that perfectly clear. So this futurist label, it's such nonsense, folks. Such nonsense.
0: All right, let's continue. Interesting, you're gonna learn a ton. This is how it's gonna work. We're gonna watch a short video. She's gonna come on stage and talk, and then we're gonna do a little Q&A, questions from the audience, and that'll be a wrap, and you'll leave enlightened and excited so first off a video uh it's going to make you see the future and understand a wonderful future where we can use brainwaves to fight crime be more productive and find love let's roll
1: yeah yeah we're going to use brainwaves to fight crime be more productive and find love yeah okay right uh how about we're going to use brainwaves to enslave the masses until the point in which we kill them all all right let's continue
0: you're in the zone Even you can't believe how productive you've been. Your memo is finished, your inbox is under control, and you're feeling sharper than you have in a decade. Sensing your joy, your playlist shifts to your favorite song, sending chills up your spine as the music begins to play. You glance at the program running in the background on your computer screen and notice a now familiar sight that appears whenever you're overloaded with pleasure your theta brainwave activity decreasing in the temporal regions of your brain. You mentally move the cursor to the left and scroll through your brain data over the past few hours. You can see your stress levels rising as the deadline to finish your memo approached, causing a peak in your beta brainwave activity right before an alert popped up telling you to take a brain break. But what's that unusual change in your brain activity when you're asleep? It started earlier in the month. You send a text message to your doctor with a mental swipe of your cursor. Could you take a quick look at my brain data? Anything to worry about? Your mind starts to wander to the new colleague on your team, whom you know you shouldn't be daydreaming about, given the policy against intra-office romance. But you can't help fantasizing just a little. But then you start to worry that your boss will notice your amorous feelings when she checks your brain activity and shift your attention back to the present. You breathe a sigh of relief when the email she sends you later that day congratulates you on your brain metrics from the past quarter, which have earned you another performance bonus. You head home jamming to the music with your work issued brain sensing earbuds still in. When you arrive at work the next day, a somber cloud has fallen over the office. Along with emails, text messages, and GPS location data, the government has subpoenaed employees' brainwave data from the past year. They have compelling evidence that one of your coworkers has committed massive wire fraud. Now, they're looking for his co-conspirators you discover they are looking for synchronized brain activity between your coworker and the people he has been working with. While you know you're innocent of any crime, you've been secretly working with him on a new startup venture. Shaking, you remove your earbuds.
1: All right, folks. So what you just listened to was a voiceover over a cartoon Uh, I did not interrupt because I wanted you to hear it. I could have interjected there about 50 times and broke it down for you. But essentially what you're watching is a dystopian cartoon, which is based on what is right around the corner. And you're going to hear this woman talking about it. So this speech is called The Battle for Your Brain. Now, you will recognize that. Because Dr. James Giordano, one of these creepy military doctors out of the U.S. Naval Academy. We analyzed the speech he gave in 2018 at the West Point Military Academy in front of cadets and staff, and he talked about the brain being the new battlefield. This was not a good guy warning you, it was a bad guy talking about the technologies that the government has, and getting all these cadets and staff excited about it at West Point Military Academy. So here at the World Economic Forum, just a couple of days ago, they bring in this woman, they're calling her a futurist, And she is going to talk about how these folks are going to tap your brain without even having to use a Neuralink brain chip. This will be done through a sensor band that you wear on your head or earbuds that you put inside of your ears. This technology is here. You're going to hear her talk about it. Uh, I hate to tell you this, but If you have to start wearing anything like this at work or your kids have to wear something like this at school, I hope you have the balls to stand up and quit. I know a lot of people gave in when it was time to get the vax and they thought they were going to lose their job and they weighed not bringing home a paycheck versus taking poison in their arm, potential poison. Um, But this is it, folks. This is the battle. Are you ready to be a revolutionary or are you going to put this brain strap On your head. This ties right into the transcranial electronic stimulation device helmets that are being developed at the DARPA Brain Initiative that we've talked about in depth on this show. This is it it's a non invasive brain chip. This is accessed directly into your head, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm starting to do research on some of the new augmented reality and virtual reality goggles, seeing if those have any elements that allow them to read or tap in to your brain. And they're not just goggles, they're not just projecting an image in front of your head because I have a sneaking suspicion that this is the beginning of gaining access to your head and the Neuralink brain chip may really just be this uh, red herring. And they're going to actually do this through the AR, the VR, and now these new brain straps and these uh, earbuds that are going to read your brain. Ladies and gentlemen, when I get back, I'm i am I'm not going to read your brain, really, because I don't have direct access in, to your head. But you're going to be able to read my brain because I'm going to tell you what my brain is thinking while we analyze our dystopian future through this World Economic Forum discussion on brain transparency and whether you are ready for it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am ready for a short break. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. More listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv.
0: Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.